Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today's workout is a bottom tier workout. Now that means that it's a fitness building, calorie burning extravaganza for everybody. It's not just for beginners, it's for everybody. And it's one of the most important levels of rowing that you can do because it builds your core foundation fitness and it's what lets you go fast when you want to go fast. Now what we're going to do today is five seven minute intervals with one minute rest in between. And we're going to do this as a stroke rate pyramid. So we're going to start at 18 strokes a minute, then 20, then 22, then back down to 20, and then we're going to finish at 18 strokes a minute. Now starting pace here is important, okay? Your first interval, the 18 strokes a minute, I want you to start at 2k plus 20 or 22 seconds. Now where you sit on that pace guide is down to what kind of workout you want today. If you're doing this workout as the 2k plan week 2 session 3, then you might want to sit on the back end at the 2k plus 22 range in order to make sure you get the proper recovery before the top tier workout that will follow this one. But if you're doing this as a standalone workout, you might want to sit on 2K plus 20 for that first interval, because as we go through the workout, we're gonna be going two seconds faster on each stroke rate change. So if you're doing this as a standalone, that means you're gonna be 2K plus 20, then plus 18, plus 16, plus 18, plus 20 again, okay? So you understand what I mean here is that the pace that you start at is gonna affect the duration of this workout, what that kind of intensity feels like. No matter what, it should still be a bottom tier workout that's gonna start around about five out of 10 effort level and maybe rise up to six, six and a half by the time you get to that midway point. But if you want to use this as more as a recovery than a proper kind of sweaty workout, then please sit on the back end of the pace guide. Whoa, there was a lot to talk about there, wasn't there? Crikey, so let's get into our four minute warm up. As always, we set up our machine, go to your drag factor first. I'm a little bit high today. Drag factor first, if you don't know where to set it, then please check out the video I have on the YouTube channel. Next up, go to your monitor and set it to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, the foot strap should cover the bottom lace on your shoe, or if you're in socks like me, or regardless, to be honest, just let you get to a point where you can comfortably bend forwards at the front to get your shins into a vertical position, okay? Lots of talking today. Oh, right, let's get into this, I'm freezing today. So, in three, two, one, go. And we're starting at 18 strokes a minute for this warm-up. So just a nice, gentle easing into it. It's a warm-up, not a get up to full speed immediately up. So just for the first 30 seconds or so, maybe, sit on 2K plus 30 pace, just until your heart rate starts to climb a little bit and your body starts to ease up a little bit and kind of just get a bit more into the motion of things. And then as we come to the end of this first minute, you can start to increase your pace. Maybe gradually get closer to 
2K plus 20 pace as we go into the next minute. But remember, if you've got no idea what I'm on about with this 2K plus pace, I do suggest watching the baseline testing or the importance of baseline testing video I have up here. But what it means is that you roll 2,000 meters and then you take your total time and divide it by four. And that is your average pace to cover 500 meters through your 2K test. And then when you set the Concept2 or whatever rowing machine you use to show your pace as the current time to cover 500 meters, that's your pace. And so when I say 2K plus 10, you go 10 seconds slower than your average 2K pace. Hope that made sense. All right, one more stroke. And let's take one of our feet out and put it on the ground. And then continue rowing with just one foot in the foot stretchers. Now you can take both feet out of the straps here if you want, just to make the, trans the transition from one to the other easier. It's your choice. Because I'm in socks, it's easy enough for me to slip in and out of the straps. One more. Swap your feet continue rolling and try and think about your lean forwards into the front of the machine and that compression it's a lot easier when you've only got one leg in okay three more strokes and we'll put both feet back in there you go both feet back in legs straight just use your back and arms. So swing over your hips with your back. So you're going forwards and backwards and forwards. And then you're also pulling in your arms once you start that backswing. And then you send out your arms and then start your backswing. One more here. Then let's roll to the front of the machine and just push out from the front with straight arms. Okay, this isn't about how forceful you can be, how far down the rail you get. All it's about is holding that forward lean with straight arms as you connect to the flywheel or the water wheel or whatever. And trying to get that timing right of pressing and connecting at the same time. Here we go, one more. Oh. Big stroke to finish. Okay, that's the warm up done. Quite a chatty one today, I felt. But anyway, that's the warm up done. Keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and then I'll quickly go over what it is we're doing, hopefully quicker, <laughs> one more time. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. What we're gonna do is five seven minute intervals with one minute rest in between. 
Now as for programming the monitor, well you can program that in as a seven minute interval workout with one minute rests in between. However, that does run the risk of us going slightly out of sync as there's a delay between your monitor and my monitor. Two solutions for that are to either just do a just row and just row along with me and don't worry about the monitor, or you could program in 39 minutes and count down on the monitor. It's all very confusing, but it's, there's no ideal way to do this, I'm afraid. Um, there's also the option of going to the ErgZone app and using that to program the monitor. Look for RA13. That's the number for today's session. Anyway, right, I said I was going to be quick. So what we're going to do is we're going to do these at 18, 20, 22, 20 and 18 strokes per minute as we go through the workout. Pace-wise, we're going to start at 2K plus 20 to 22 for that 18 strokes a minute interval. And as we go through the workout, we're going to go two seconds faster as we go up the pyramid and then two seconds slower each time we go back down the pyramid. Don't worry, I'll keep you right. I'll be telling you exactly what kind of pace to do as we get through the workout if this is even vaguely confusing, but hopefully it won't be. And that's it really, so basically just make sure and hold your pace, be sensible with what you're doing. If you're wanting this to be a recovery workout, then please don't push it. If you're wanting it just to be slightly tougher, then please don't push it. <laughs> the point of these bottom tier workouts is that you don't go too hard, okay? You want to make sure that this is a nice fitness building row. So if you are going to start at 2k plus 22, then make sure and keep that as you're up and down the pyramid. And if you're going to start at 2k plus 20, then make sure and keep that as you go up and down the pyramid with just two seconds faster or slower slower depending on where you are. Hey! <sighs> right, let's get into this then. So our first seven minute interval is going to be 18 strokes a minute and I'm going to go for 2k plus 20 pace, okay? Because I'm cold and I want to warm up. <laughs> right, three, two, one, let's go. <sighs> right, 18 strokes a minute. So I'm going for 2k plus 20. Not because I'm cold, I'm being facetious, but because I've actually had two days off the rowing machine since the last session. So I feel I'm recovered enough that I can push this one just that little bit harder because, yeah, I'm recovered enough. Why was I off for two days? Well, uh, Gardening injury. I'm such a dad, I'm telling you. Don't worry, we're going to get into rowing in a minute, don't worry. But I was raking the back garden and got a huge blister on the inside of my hand, right where the handle touches. And it just hurt too much to row, so. Thought I'd take an extra day off just to let the rawness go away. And to be honest, when it comes to rest days, it's quite easy to only think of them in terms of rest days as in a single one day off. Hoping that that's enough for your body to recover and rebuild ready for the next session and usually it is and part of the reason why I program my plans the way I do is that the the what's the right word undulating 
design of going bottom, mid, bottom, top, bottom, mid means that you're never following an intense workout with another intense workout. So these bottom tiers give you the option to not only work on your fitness, but also they let you recover from the tough session you've done before. But eventually, even with that design, your body does kind of say, hang on man, give us a break. And it all depends on how intense you've been working up until that point, how long it's been since your last rest day. And actually, quite a lot of the time it's down to your nutrition and sleep, all that kind of stuff. It all comes into play and every now and then 48 hours instead of 24 total rest your body's really thankful for it I don't do it too often running two consecutive days and actually when you think about it I was raking the lawn for a good hour which is surprisingly hard work <laughs> I kind of had to keep on stopping every few minutes for a break because I was getting so tired but anyway so just wanted to clear up what started off as a facetious comment about being cold when in fact it was injury however after the three glorious days I had rowing out in the garden in the sunshine I'm now back in the studio and I had to start off with my hoodie on because it's so cold See, I don't always go straight into technique. <laughs> I probably should have. But sometimes I like to delay the technique chat until the second interval to give you a chance to just strap in and row. Make sure you're nice and loose before you have to start thinking about body positions and things. Plus, it just changes up my chat a little bit, doesn't it? If you do enough of my workouts, hopefully you'll come to realize that I do try and say slightly different things even if it is all covering the same basic core concepts of technique and stuff 
but I'm trying to just always make it a little bit more interesting for you. Otherwise I could just pre-record what I say, not bother talking to you during the row. But where'd the fun in that be? Plus, I do like the fact I've got into this place where I'm able to row and talk to you at the same time. Seems to be a good life skill to have. I can start putting it on my CVs. Able to row and talk at the same time. Don't think it'll get me many jobs though. Okay, technique in the next interval, I promise. Three strokes to go. One more. Okay, so if you have a monitor in front of you that shows you your average pace for that interval, I want you to go two seconds faster than you were just doing. Ideally, you've just done that 2K plus 20 or 22, in which case you speed up to 2K plus 18 or 2K plus 20. If you completely blew that one out of the water and went way too fast, then and you've done the work. It says, don't push the slow stuff. So if you just did that, angry face, or well not angry, not even disappointed. I'll just be like, just be careful. I don't want you to overtrain. So yeah. Just gonna go two seconds faster than we did last time is all I'm saying at 20 strokes per minute. And that is coming up in six seconds time. Get ready, get primed up in your sit bones. Two, one, go. So this is now 20 strokes a minute. For anyone that was maybe struggling a little bit with the rhythm, of 18 strokes a minute. This might feel a little bit nicer for you. Remember, these low rate rows are about giving you time to concentrate on the flow from phase to phase of the stroke. And the key there is flow, okay? When you're at these low stroke rates, you don't keep it low by artificially pausing at stages. Okay, that's not the point. The point is mostly about slowing down your recovery. Yes, your drive speed will be marginally slower too, but it's the recovery you get a chance to work on. And that's important because going back to the idea of flow, your recovery is where you set yourself up for the perfect position for the drive. Everything through the stroke feeds into the next stage. So, when you get into the front, which is known as the catch, just here, right before you drive, 
the ideal position is to have your arms out straight in front of you forwards tilt over your hips so that you're leaning into the front of the machine to one o'clock position on the clock face and then posture like I said right before we started this interval you want to be up on your sit bones with a powerful braced core all activated ready to take the force of the stroke being quite careful not to say tense there though so that's kind of the ideal position but you don't think about it as you get into the catch you actually set your position up as you come out of the stroke so as you finish get those arms out nice and straight instantly rhythmically but instantly so don't just roll your arms out in a very jerked manner in out nice and straight and then once those arms start to go out that engages the forward rock back over your hips okay so that's what gets you into that forward tilt is arms away and then that body rock forwards and then once your arms are away and straight and your body is in that forward lean that's when you finally bend your knees okay so you don't bend right the back you bend your knees once your hands are past them and your body rocks forwards that's one reason why you'll see some people really drop the handle like really low and scrape their knees with a handle it's a way to make sure they don't bend their knees too soon however if you're kind of rower that doesn't have a strong posture what that can cause is this real slumping where everything suddenly collapses and you look like a armadillo rowing we don't want that 
you ever seen an armadillo row? Oh, they're not very good. Platypus, much better. Anyway, so hands away, body rock, slide. And then that slide is just to take you forward enough for your shins to go into a vertical position. Okay, not past, but hopefully you're getting to that vertical position, not stopping short. And all of that is what sets you up for the catch, which is the point right before the drive. Okay, three, two, one. Oh. Going deep on the recovery there. But yeah, so if you come in and scrape the handle down, it can cause, obviously I'm over-exaggerating, but it can cause everything to crumple forwards and then your arms are down. And as you bring them up, the tendency is to then tilt back through your hips. And as we'll find out in the next interval, you don't want to do that. Have a drink. I know it's not that intense a workout, but it's important you're hydrated. Because that also affects your recovery. If you dehydrate through a roll like this, then tomorrow you're not gonna be as powerful as you need to be. Okay, interval three, 22 strokes per minute coming up in three, two, one. Go. And this one, you're going another two seconds faster. So you should now be going four seconds faster than you were at the start of this workout. It's important that you have this progression up and down the pyramid. And what you should find is that you're not having to put in like an obvious amount of increased effort in order to do this. You'll probably have to increase your leg pressure to have a faster drive speed and your recovery maybe that little bit quicker as well in order to be up at 22 strokes per minute but it shouldn't feel like you're laying in a huge amount of power indifference to or in what's the right word when compared to how you were rowing at 18 the only difference is is you're just rating a little higher and it's an important lesson to learn is that by all accounts the faster a stroke rate you do the faster you go So if you usually 
do a 2K time trial at 24 strokes per minute, then if you can develop the cardio fitness to be able to do it at 28 strokes a minute, there's a good chance you'll end up like 10 seconds faster. As long as you can hold your pace, of course, but you get what I mean. Faster stroke rate, faster pace, faster 2K. But it all has to be based around consistency of the actual stroke itself. Which is one of the reasons why my workouts constantly go through different stroke rates is to expose you to having to row and control which is the important word there row and control your pace through different stroke rates so it's not about going at the same full pace through 18, 20, 22, 20, 18 in this workout. It's about getting used to how you can control the power by controlling the effort your body's putting in. And most of that power comes from the leg drive. So we ended the last interval talking about getting set up into the right position to be able to start the stroke in the drive. And the point of all those body angle descriptions is what they do is the forward lean with a powerful posture up on your sit bones, straight arms, shins to vertical, allows you to be in the right position to push your legs into the machine to generate like 50 to 60% of the power that goes into each stroke. But if you don't have that forward lean, straight arms and powerful posture, either you don't efficiently get the power through to the handle and into the flywheel, or worse, if you're not connected at all, just pushing with your legs sends your butt straight back because you're not connecting to the handle. So, you want to be powerful, 
engaged core activated and ready with straight arms nice and relaxed as you come forwards ready so that when you push your legs into the machine you do that at the same time as the handle connects with the flywheel and all the power from your legs just flows surges through your body nothing gets in the way you're just transferring it right into the handle and the chain and into the flywheel okay three more strokes or two more one more one more ah. did I end up yeah no there's maybe ducking down to 21 a few times in that one but that's okay if you're going to miss a stroke rate on this workout you're best to miss it under rather than over like I say it's a foundation building bottom tier fitness building workout so the slower the rates the better so that you're not pushing your heart rate and things too far drink right back down to 20 strokes a minute and we're going two seconds slower than we were just rowing at in six five four three two one go so 20 strokes a minute this is likely to be 2k plus 18 pace or 2k plus 20. now what i really don't want to have happened here is that you felt the wind in your fur in the first three intervals and really overbaked them and now on the way back down the pyramid you're not able to hold 2k plus 18 or 20 and you're having to slow down that would not be the outcome that this workout is designed to have this should always only be a five maybe six and a half out of ten effort row that you should certainly feel slightly out of breath you should have a nice glow on damp t-shirt from all the sweat etc but at no point in this row should you have felt like you were tiring yourself out if you did then you've been going too fast and sometimes that can be due to poor technique like if you're pulling with your arms from the front 
instead of pushing with your legs. Now it's only the front that this applies. So you want straight arms and you push into the machine, keeping that forward lean and your arms straight. And then once you get about halfway through the leg drive, what happens is the power from your legs starts to fade. And so it's at that point that you swing, you rock your body from that forward lean into a backward lean at around about 11 o'clock. Not at, not as in you have to wait until 11 o'clock at night. That'd be silly, wouldn't it? <laughs> but yeah, so leg drive, halfway, rock your back. And then once you start that rock with your back, that is when you finally bend your elbows and pull in with your arms. I do mean pull. You want to make up for the last of the dwindling power from your legs. And this is where the force curve on the Concept 2 and RP3s and stuff really come into their own. Because if you have a force curve that rises sharply, but then kind of shelves off quite gradually through the stroke, what that kind of means is that you're doing your leg drive, arm pull, and your backswing all at the same time. Whereas if it's like a upside down U shape, steep rise, and then stays high for a while, and then a very steep, sudden drop off, then that means you're instantly laying in power. You're then keeping that power going in by continuing the sequence of legs, bodies, arms, in order to keep the force curve up at the top for as long as possible. And then as you finish the arm pull, that's the point when the force curve plummets to the bottom again, but really quickly, ready for the next stroke. 
So if you see that it's like a ski slope or that there's lots of little humps through your force curve, so the Himalayas, then rather than smoothly and continuously transferring that power from legs to body to arms, then you're kind of, what's the right word? Higgledy-piggledy with your power. So it's worthwhile just pressing the second button down on your Concept 2's monitor and just keeping an eye on your force curve because that's a really good indicator of your sequencing. Two. One. There you go. Four down, one to go. And again, my heart rate's up at 145 right now, so, or 150 actually, it just bounced. So I'm working to a, a point, but I'm nowhere near even like the mid-tier intervals and workouts that I have, and certainly nowhere near top. If you're doing this as a UT1, UT2 type of training, then for me, 150 is probably a bit high, but I'm doing this as a 2K based training pace. It's all, there's so many different ways to train. Have a drink, quickly. Uh, our final one. Back to 18 strokes a minute in five, four, three, two, one, go. And your pace is right back down to where you started. So 2K plus 20 to 22. Just hold that for the rest of the session. Now, I'm gonna give you the option here, if you get to this workout and you're actually feeling a little bit let down on the intensity level and you're not worried about under-recovering ahead of your next session, so probably best if you're not doing this as the 2K plan, if you're going into a top tier in your next session, probably best not to do what I'm about to suggest, but if it's a standalone and you just want to spice it up a bit, sprinkle some peri-peri salt across the top of this workout, then what I want you to do is finish this main workout do the cool down with me, listen to whatever sign off I have at the end, which will let your muscles have enough time to recharge the ATP for that fast explosive ability. And then I want you to do that thing where 
you cover the monitor apart from time and stroke rate and I want you to row a one minute time trial as fast as you can don't look at the pace you're going at just row for a minute as fast as you can trying to maintain all of the things that I said technique wise but at a much higher stroke rate I'd imagine you'll be up at the high 30s in order to try and put absolutely everything into the machine and the point for covering the monitor is that I don't want you to see that if a point occurs where you're slowing down because mentally that can play tricks with you and when you see on the monitor that you're slowing your brain can kind of give in and say oh well I've had my best and you ease off but what I want you to do is to put in 100% effort from the start and even when your 100% yields a slower pace I want you to still carry on putting in 100% of what you can manage even if you completely <laughs> blow it and you're like 10-15 seconds slower by the end not that you'll see it but as long as you're still sure that you're putting in 100% of the available energy you had left then that's good for me and that should give you the intensity hit that maybe you were looking for now I'm not going to do that along with you so like I say just watch until the end of this video or listen until the end of the podcast and then just load up one minute on your monitor and go for it caveat here being make sure your body's healthy enough to do that if you're carrying any illness or injury or if you have any underlying condition that means rowing like that is a bad idea then I kind of trust you to know not to do it <laughs> remember I'm just throwing these sessions out there I've got absolutely no idea who's doing them from day to day so I need you to be sensible and look after yourself one last technique tip for today by the way when you're done 
just have a quick look how you're sitting on the seat. So maybe at the end of this interval, before the cool down, just roll to the front into the catch position and then try and gauge how you're sitting on the seat. I mean, obviously I want you up on your sit bones with a powerful posture, but what I mean is, are you on the front or the back of the seat? I was sent a video last night where suddenly spotted lots of technique issues were caused by sitting at the back of the seat rather than primed towards the front of it. Okay, there you go, extra tip. Last stroke coming up. There we go, all done. So yeah, just to stay in, roll forwards and then just check and see kind of where you're contacting. Are you at the front, kind of forwards, or you sat all the way to the back with almost with your butt cheeks hanging off the back. So as you come to the front, you've actually, I mean, it's only like two inches difference how I was sitting there, but the difference between being here and being there in terms of comfort and angle and all that stuff, it's actually quite big. Trust me. So anyway, that's a little tip. So shall we get into a two minute cool down? Let me load it up. Where is it? Two. Send workout to PM5. Uh, I mean, other apps are available, but I do like ErgZone. Crew would be the, my number two go-to. The only reason I'm using ErgZone all the time is just because I have been using it, and so therefore it's there. But Crew's in beta for iOS now, even though it's got full release on Android, so look out for them on iOS because the Android version's amazing. Anyway, right, cool down. I'll shut up in three, two, one, let's go. It's crew with a K in case you're unable to find it. So pace for the cool down, just 18 strokes a minute around about 2K plus 30. I just want you to connect, put in some pressure. Maybe still think about your technique here though, okay? So you'll be slightly fatigued after today's row. Not like completely wasted, but you'll certainly feel like you've been working. So this is a good time to kind of consolidate those body angles and things and concentrate because you're not thinking about power anymore. You can actually take your time to shift through all the different phases that I talked about into the catch, the drive, get that recovery right. Maybe just concentrate on that. Handle away, body rock, slide. Handle, body, slide. Oh. Don't know why, I feel like today's roll was a bit frantic from a speech point of view. Like I had too many words all bursting to come out. <laughs> Someone actually asked <laughs> in one of the comments, they're like, are you paid per word? 
if only. My reply was, if I am, I'm drastically underpaid. But again, another comment someone said was actually having this chatter in all of the rows, even when I am talking technique quite a lot in all of them. Last stroke for me, you can continue if you wish or you can stop. Is that it's like drip feeding that as you go from workout to workout, maybe one day you'll pick up a morsel about posture and then the next day you'll pick up a morsel about external rotation of your elbows in order to engage your lats, all that kind of stuff. So if I just keep on talking, I mean, I'm up to almost 200 workouts now. And if you, even if you're passively listening to what I'm saying in all 200 of those workouts, hopefully these little bits every now and then will stick. Um, and eventually you'll start to go, oh, right, oh right, okay. And you'll, as you go through them also, listen, as far as I can tell, nobody's bored of me yet. Okay, my wife probably is, but yeah. So, and hey, listen, I've got a niche part of, of this whole coaching YouTube thing. So the other guys, the other two guys, him that is up there and him with his equine name, they take care of the hundreds of thousands and whatever. I take care of the hundreds. And to be honest, right now, I think I've got a better connection with the hundreds. So I'm down with that. So not that I've only got 100 subscribers. I've got, currently, I've got almost 4,500. <gasps> Aren't I amazing? No. Um, actually, actually, I'll tell you. I don't, this is just to give you a chance to get the ATP back in your legs. Okay, This is the only reason I'm telling you this story, I promise. I promised uh, my youngest daughter um, that when I got to a certain amount of subscribers, I'm not going to say the number because obviously that's, that's terribly rude, um, that I would give her my old Apple Watch. Okay, so this is the Series 2 Apple Watch. I want to get the new one so I can try out the iFitness thing on it and maybe do a review of it. So um, I said to, said to Holly that when I get to a certain number of subscribers, I will give her my old Apple Watch. Because I did a trade-in value for it. It's like £30 I can get for it. I'm like, really? Is this what we've got to now? That these things are just disposable. You spend hundreds of pounds. Anyway, so I walked into the bedroom, this, into our bedroom this morning to get her ready for school. And she was sitting watching one of my row logs. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm trying to get your subscriber and viewer numbers up. And she's got like a couple of her other little friends at school to subscribe as well in order to try and get numbers up. So let's... Let's have the hashtag for this one. Hashtag Holly. Okay, so my youngest girl's called Holly with a Y. Um, so hashtag Holly. And let's see if we can get the subscriber numbers up um, in order that Holly can get my watch. All right? Now, again, talking niche things, I don't really think this is going to happen very quickly. I don't think words are going to spread that massively. I'll put it on the socials and stuff. When, I, when I'm posting, I'll just put hashtag Holly. Let's try and increase the numbers for... For, for her to get it, because she's so excited at the prospect of a little Apple Watch. Um, yeah, anyway, there you go. Right, so we got to the end. Hopefully I've waffled on long enough for you to recover your legs if you're going to go for the one minute blast. If you do that, then please let me know in a comment, either on the YouTube channel or on the podcasts or on Facebook, or just get it plain and skywriting and let me know how far you managed in that one minute um, blast at the end because I'd just be interested to find out because I care about you and your performance and all that stuff. So thank you very much for doing this one, whether it was a standalone workout or whether you did it as week two, session three of the Redux 2K plan. Um, remember, I'm doing this all over again to try and 
uh, just pushed the other one with my bad haircuts and bad video quality and all that kind of stuff. Oh, you'd think I didn't do this for a living. Anyway, you know what? I'm going to shut up now. You all stay safe. Be well. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.